everybody. Grab your Bible and a pencil and a journal, and maybe even a cup of coffee. And I would like for you to write this down. Genesis 12, verses 1 and 2. The Lord said to Abram, Go out from your land, your relatives, and your father's house to the land that I would show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara and I am Dot's daughter and every week we sit down together and we talk through truths and scripture and in this episode we are looking at the life of Abraham and really talking through this principle of what it looks like to let go of one thing in order to grab hold of what's next or in other words grabbing hold of the mystery of what God has for us, which is easier said than done, believe me. So it's a really great episode and we would love for you to join the conversation and listen in. Good morning, Kara. Good morning, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what's blooming, but something's blooming, and uh, it's causing me to have a little bit of allergy. So if I sound like I'm in a tunnel, I'm not. I'm just in ragweed. So anyway. <laughs> I don't think you sound like you're in a tunnel, so you sound well, good to me. Thank you. Well, it's because you're my daughter and you love me. But welcome, everybody. We're going to be talking about something I think is a very difficult uh, conversation. Well, great. I'm looking forward to it. That you might be. <laughs> you always are. <laughs> but you know, um, over the years, I've sat with a lot of women that are really struggling with what's next, what's next. And as much as they would love to know what's next and what God has for them and their plan for their lives, they tend to want to just hold on to what they have now, and they want God to better it. It's hard for them sometimes to to think about what it would be like if God were to change their whole world, their situation, and it gets a little bit frightful. Life begins to feel a little bit more comfortable when things are as is, even though they may not like what as is, <laughs> but they just have a hard time sometimes of trusting God to what might be. And that's what happened with Abraham. Today we're in Genesis 12 where Abram didn't know what God was doing, but he knew that God was saying, I want you to leave your relatives. I want you to leave everything that you know. I want you to leave your comfort zone, in other words. And I want you to go to a land that I will show you. Which I feel like, you know, I've talked about this in episodes before, I think more so last spring of thinking in real time, you know, trying, because we know so much of, well, we know a lot of the story. We know what happens with Abram and his story with Isaac and becoming Abraham. But I think if we were to really put ourselves in Abram's shoes at this time, moving is terrifying even now, but back then, like you don't do this, like it's unheard of, like you don't leave your Mm -hmm. land, you don't just you know, pack up up your stuff. And you probably know more than I do, but I just forgot to tell Abram to do that. I don't even know what to compare it to in our day because I don't think it's the same as if God was like, hey, I want you to leave Atlanta, Georgia and go move to Nashville. This was a really huge deal for him to leave the land, leave his family um, and to go somewhere completely new. Ironically, God had called his dad, Taryn, to go to Canaan, but when his dad got to uh, Haram, 
he he stayed there. And now Abram's dad has passed away. And now God is saying, Abram, I want you to leave. Wait, Haram. so Abram's dad was supposed to go to Canaan and he didn't? What? Yes, he had a he had a desire to go to Canaan. But when he got to Haram, he stayed there. And he didn't really finish uh, what he felt like God was calling him to do. Was it out of disobedience or just he just wasn't able to fulfill like David wasn't able to build the temple? Well, I don't know if it's out of disobedience because there's a lot of people not sure that Abram's dad was actually a strong believer of Jehovah. But he wanted to go to Canaan and he set out to go to Canaan, but he did not. Once he got to Aram, he stayed there and then he dies there. And then God calls Abram to, well, Abram and says, I want you to leave everything that you have. And you say, put yourself in Abram's uh, shoes. I was always putting myself in Sarah's shoes because can you only imagine, it's not like you're going to call two men in a truck and come pick you up. (laughs) (laughs) And and so here, you know, he has to go and say to Sarah, hey, we've got to pack up everything and leave. And you know, she said, well, where are we going? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because he called Abram. He didn't necessarily call Sarah. I mean, obviously they were married, so they were both called. But I'm just saying he, he said it to Abram. Yes, Abram knew that God was calling him, so he had to go and tell his wife, hey, you know, Sarah, we got we got to leave. And again, as you've said before, it was so hard to pick up everything and leave. He did he does take his nephew Lot and he takes several other people. And so as they begin to travel out, they really do not know where they're going. And I think it's it's that's a, a whole podcast within itself. But it's talking about how that, you know, if God is the only one who knows where you're going, you have to stay pretty close to God to know where you're going. And so here is Abram having to tell Sarah, I feel like God is saying for where to move. And I know that if Howard came to me and said, we need to move, my first reaction is, where are we going? And... If Howard said, well, I don't know, God just told me we need to go, you are I would crazy. ask him, I'm like, you know, maybe you want to fast a little bit more about that or pray more about that. But as we know, we don't know the whole story. We don't know the, all of the details. What we know is the main thing, and that is Abram picked up everything, took his uh, nephew Lot, and he went out and he had to let go of the things that he knew. And so for two weeks, we're going to talk a little bit about this principle of letting go of one thing to grab hold to something else. We could get so involved in the details, like how did Abram have so much faith that he could just leave and pack up and go, not knowing where he was going? And actually, Genesis 12 doesn't tell us that. We get the big story from the writer of Hebrews when he talks about Abram's faith and how that he set out not knowing where he was going to go to a place that he did not know. And so as we think about Abram today and, and his faith, I think that it is encouraging to us that we don't have to actually know exactly what God is going to do. We just have to take this one step of obedience one at a time. We have to kind of do what we know to do 
and take that one step. I think sometimes we have to just trust God one step at a time. Yeah, I was going to say like, okay, how do you, it's so easy to say, oh yeah, trust God, but it's like, what does that actually look like? I think it looks like this. You pray a lot. I know a lot of people don't like to do that. But obviously, God was talking to Abram, and God had a plan for Abram. And I think that for us, we have to pray, and we have to do what we know for sure in our heart we need to do. And we just do that. And then God gives us a little bit more light. It's like a flashlight. You step out in the dark, and you put the flashlight on. You don't just shine the flashlight from here to 200 miles. You just walk in the light that you have at the moment. That the most important thing, Kara, is being willing to let go of what you know. Let go of your past. Let go of your determination to want to know where you're going. God had a plan for Abraham's life, and it was one of a kind. We see that Sarah had a hard time getting pregnant, and we'll talk about that more next week, about how he trusted God, knowing that Sarah was, you know, too old to have children. And, you know, he wasn't perfect. As a matter of fact, even in this Genesis 12, at the very beginning, here's Abram really trusting God and taking off and, and going to do what God's called him to do. And he gets to Canaan, and there becomes a famine, and he begins to go to Egypt. Now, God didn't call him to Egypt. And so he begins to look around Egypt, and he says, hmm, Sarah, you're really pretty. You're old, but you're pretty. <laughs> and, and I'm afraid they're going to want you and kill me. And so, you know, he tells a little bit of a half lie that Sarah is, you know, not his wife. And so Abram, you know, has to trust God to leave everything that he knows. And he takes out on this journey. And then all of a sudden, he starts having some difficulties. There's a famine and there's life's not like he thought it was going to be. And he decides to go to Egypt. And that's where, you know, he gets in a little bit of trouble. But the main thing that we want to concentrate on today is Abram had to let go of what he thought he knew. He had to let go of his comfort. He had to let go of everything that he knew, and he had to trust God. And I think that that's why he's in the heroes of the faith in Hebrews. We often look at the life of Abram when he's giving up Isaac and thinking, wow, what great faith. But really and truly, by the time we get to Isaac, Abram has seen God do miracle after miracle after miracle. And he knows God is trustworthy. Mm -hmm. It's difficult. It was a hard test, don't get me wrong. But he had been really walking with God a lot longer. So we see at the very beginning that one of the biggest steps of faith that Abram had to do is to let go what he knew, what was his comfort, what he thought his life was going to be like, and set out and trust God for what he did not know. And that's hard. Mm -hmm. It is difficult. Yeah. And, you know, not just getting out and saying, okay, 
God may want me to move, or God may want me to change jobs, or God may want me to go to an, another place. That's difficult. You know that, Kara. You moved to, to Nashville. Mm-hmm. It's hard. But also, it's this principle of just trusting God with the unknown. Mm-hmm. And that's what faith is. Faith isn't you acting stupid and irresponsible. Faith is, I'm trusting God to direct my steps. I'm trusting that God has a plan for my life. And so today, just for a little bit, I'd like for us to talk about not only is it difficult to trust God with the unknown, but trusting God with what we do know. Yeah. There's that man in the book of Mark where he says, help me overcome my unbelief. Like I believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. And I love that too, because... Sometimes it's like we I don't know how to I don't know how to trust you in this, mm-hmm. but help me to trust you in this. And I just saw this quote the other day. I think it was actually an Instagram post that someone did, but it basically said, "God, I know that this is your will, so help me walk through it." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I love that. Like, I know I'm in your will. I know it maybe you don't know if you're it's in your will, but it's this is where you are, so it's help me to walk through it." And I really loved that. And I think there is so much. I think I was very intentional in not telling Abram mm-hmm. to sacrifice Isaac when he told Abraham that he was going to have Isaac. You know, it's mm-hmm. if God had said, hey, you're going to have a son. And then, you know, when he's 15 or however old Isaac was, I'm going to ask you to sacrifice him. You know, I think that he may not have been able to handle that. I don't know. Well, he had a hard time handling the fact that he was going to have a child anyway. Right. So I guarantee you he, he would have had a hard time dealing with the fact that he was going to have to give it back to God and sacrifice him. Of course, that is a huge step of faith. And yes, I can't even imagine that in the first place. But if we don't learn the principle of letting go, opening our hands to God and saying, God, What do you have for my life? What do you have for me? What is my purpose? What's your plan? Why do you have me in this situation? And I know a lot of times we don't want to say why, but sometimes it's okay to say why. Like, God, why am I in this place? And if God hasn't moved you out of this place, then that's where God wants you is in that place at this moment to trust him. So it's all about faith. And that's But on the other hand, we have to understand that faith is an action, that Mm -hmm. faith is something that we get stronger in when we exercise it. And so Abram had taken out, not knowing where he was going to go, and he had to let go of the very thing that he felt was comfortable. Now, I want to go a little bit deeper here. Let's say that we know that we're supposed to forgive somebody. Mm Mm-hmm. And God is saying, I want you to let go of your unforgiveness, your bitterness, and your anger so that you can grab hold of peace, joy, and contentment. It may be something just as big as that. I think knowing that we have to forgive people that have hurt us, it is as much a battle of our faith as it is for God to say, Abram, I want you to pick up everything that you know. I want you to leave your relatives. I want you to leave the town that you are so comfortable with. I want you to take your wife, and I want you to set out to a place. That takes a lot of faith. 
but it also takes a lot of faith to trust God when we are hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's uh, we, you and I have talked a lot about just the practice of lament and the prayers of lament. And I think mm-hmm. that when you're talking, I just kept thinking about that, where that is an element of letting go as well. And it could just be letting go of that pain or letting go of that lament. Like there is so much faith in giving that to God in terms of saying, you know, in the Psalms we see like, why have you forsaken me? Or why Mm -hmm. have you, why are you letting this happen? Why are you letting my enemy triumph over me? You know, there's David and the psalmist, they ask why all the time, but there's the flip of, but I know that you are faithful. I know that you are going to do something with this or, you know, whatever it may be. You have a big purpose. Right. So I think that is even an element of letting go and grabbing hold where it's, I'm going to let go of my hurt, let go of my pain. That doesn't mean that it is gone. I think that might be where that could be confusing, where letting go doesn't mean you forget it or it's gone or, you know, like even forgiving. It's not, you just act like it never happened, you know, whatever the hurt was or whatever the wronging was, but it's not holding on to it. Well, what it's saying is this, I'm going to let go of the power it has over me. I'm going to let go of the enslavement. I may still feel it. I may still feel pain. I may still hurt. It does not dismiss the hurt that was brought upon you. It doesn't say that whoever hurt you or whatever situation was not hurtful. It doesn't say they get by with it. They do, it doesn't say that what they've done is right, and you're all of a sudden going to agree that it's right. You continue, as you said, you lament over it, you cry out to God, you feel the pain. But I do believe that once you start letting go of that bitterness and that unforgiving spirit, based on the fact that God has forgiven us, not based on the fact that they are deserving to be forgiven any more than we deserve to be forgiven, but when you begin to understand that you have been forgiven, that God has forgiven you, you can't turn around and say, I refuse to forgive other people. That's scripture. Mm-hmm. But when you let go of that and say, I am choosing to let go of the unforgiving spirit of being able to say, you have hurt me. I'm going to let that go. I'm giving that to God. And you're not holding it against that person. And, and I know that this is a, a tough topic. But what you're doing is you're saying to God, I am letting you take care of the person that's hurt me. I'm going to let you take care of the situation, and I'm going to let go, and I'm going to give this to you, God, and I'm going to let you deal with it. Once you start that process of just letting go, you're like, well, what do you let go? What do you do with it? You give it to God. And so you begin to say, God, you deal with that. God, you take care of them. And then over time, somehow, miraculously, and it's, and it's definitely a miracle, God begins to work in your life, and you begin to experience peace. Now, you may have some wounds for a little bit. Every once in a while, it might get hit, might get bumped. Something may happen to remind you of that pain. But the control of it that's keeping you from moving forward is no longer there and you're not entangled with it. And that's what unforgiveness is. It's just bondage to you. It's bondage to me. 
Yeah. And I think even forgiving yourself, I mean, that whole principle applies even to a lot of times the hardest person for me to forgive has been myself. Yes. Because sometimes we think, how did I not know different? Or how, how did I allow myself to get in that situation? I thought I knew better. And we start beating ourselves up. Of course, we know that the Satan is known as the accuser of the brethren. He likes to put those thoughts in our heads that we're this terrible person and we should have known better. All of a sudden, we think we should be like God and know, but we're, we don't. And we do find ourselves entrapped. We do find ourselves in situations that we would have thought we'd have never been in. But what we have to do is we just have to stop there for a minute. And we have to say, God, you know what? I confess this. I... I've been bitter, I've been angry with so-and-so or whatever the situation, and I'm just going to give that. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. And that's the principle that is huge. It's important. It's hard to do, but it is essential in the life of a believer. It will help move you forward in your faith if you're willing to say, God, I'm giving you this. I'm giving you my hopes I'm giving you my desires. I'm giving you my dreams. And I'm asking you to give me back the hopes and the dreams that you have for me. And then you're able to move forward in that because you know that the dreams and the hopes that you now have, because once you let go of something and you empty yourself out before God, God begins to fill you back up with something. Yeah, I think... um I personally have seen when you just start implementing this principle of letting go and grabbing hold, and it's ultimately just surrender. I mean, that's basically what it is. But I think you begin to see how much like this is every day, all day, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I mean, even in just like the little things, if it's with like your kids or your husband or your job or with yourself or your friends, you know, I think... Once you start actually implementing it and walking into this, you see, wow, like there are a lot of things to let go of. And mm-hmm. and I think we can let go of the wrong things as well. Like obviously we don't want to let go of God or we don't want to let go of prayer. prayer or, you know, that sort of thing. But I was actually reading this morning in a book for counseling. I'm very open about being in counseling, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was, I wasn't even thinking about this principle but it was it was talking about management versus mystery and how in our hurt we try to manage things as a false sense of control you know like manage a relationship or manage i mean really relationships is really what it boils down to and we could use you know blame or accusations or manipulation or you know whatever it may be it could come in a thousand different ways but Instead of that, embracing the mystery, like, I don't know what God's going to do in this relationship, or I don't know what God is going to do through this situation, just like Abram. I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I'm mm-hmm. going to step into it, and I'm going to embrace the mystery, not just of life, but the mystery of who God is and the mystery and what of what God's going to do. God's going to do, exactly. And yeah, you know, that's why I think, Kara, so many people get so bored with their Christian walk, is because, again, I'm going to go to Genesis 3. And the fact that, you know, Adam and Eve wanted to know, Satan knew when he was talking to Adam and Eve that if he said to them, oh, God knows that in the day that you eat of it, you will know like God, that he knew that that was going to 
just twist something in them that they'll want to know. They don't want mystery. They don't want to know what God's going to do. They don't want to have to trust Him. They want to be able to, like you said, manage their own lives and dictate what their outcome of their life's going to be. And so oftentimes, we don't want to let go of control. And you're right. This very principle of letting go of one thing to grab hold of another is sometimes it's letting go of our control to grab hold of... yeah. Letting go yeah, of fear. fear. Yeah, to grab hold of what God has for us. What we want to do is that we want God to let go of His plans and grab hold of our plans. <laughs> right. And God wants us to let go of our misconceptions, our control, our desire to want to know and trust Him. And it's well, hard. Sometimes what we want God to do, He wants to do for us, but He's like, just will you let me do it? You know, instead Mm -hmm. of, you know, manufacturing it yourself, like sometimes it's not always, you know, it's, I think ultimately what God does is what we ultimately want. I don't mean in terms of death, we don't want that. We don't want sickness or anything like that, but I just mean peace within us or just rest within our soul or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. that may be. But I think sometimes when we get into a situation, we are like, God, I want you to do this. And he's like, well, yeah, I want to do that too, but will you let me? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, God, I want to get over this. God, I don't want to hurt. And he's like, well, I didn't want you to hurt in the first place. But he allows it sometimes because it's only during those times do we cry out to God. And, you know, I think, Kara, as we end today, just thinking about this principle, letting go, letting go of of what is destroying us, letting go of the things that we know isn't good for us, letting go of the things that are keeping us from moving forward and grabbing hold of God, grabbing hold of the hand of God, grabbing hold of the will of God, grabbing hold of the purpose of God and saying, God, I want your best. I want what you want. Is difficult. I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it again. The hardest prayer that you will pray is, your will be done. And as we think about this principle today, there are going to be times today, probably right after this podcast, that we're going to be faced. Either we can hold on to our bitterness. We can hold on to our expectations. We can hold on to our control our desire to manipulate and manage our lives, or we can give our lives to Jesus and say, God, you do what you know is best for me. And that's what you grab hold of. You grab hold of the hope. You grab hold of the character of God. You grab hold the hand of God and say, God, you know all things. You know what's going to happen tomorrow. You know down deep in my heart what I want And God, I am going to have to let go of what I think that I think I want, what I think I desire, what I feel is keeping me protective of ever being hurt. I'm going to let go of that. And I am going to lay this at your feet and I'm going to trust you. I'm going to grab hold of you. Difficult as it is, Kara, it is the best thing that we can do in our lives. Is the greatest thing we can do because we're not grabbing hold of a principle. We're not grabbing hold of a positive thinking. We're grabbing hold of the hand of an almighty God 
that created us, that sent His Son to die for us so that we can have hope, so that we can have life. And that's what we want to grab hold of. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, DotBowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen. Mm-hmm.